As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Please hang up and try again. Grab a slice of the epic pie cast. Don't stick it in your mouth. Put it in your ear holes now. Ladies and gentlemen, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and Gentlemen, coming to you live from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Pie Cast, Episode 16. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Hey, Schaefer the Dark Lord, I owe you a dollar. <laughs> uh, no, consider it a holiday gift. Ah, oh, thank you. Uh, prior to the show, ladies and gentlemen, I bet Schaefer the Dark Lord a whole dollar that he would not say his name in a normal way as we introduce the podcast. And I think he just did it despite me, or you to get a dollar. I'm getting a jump on my New Year's resolutions. Oh, really? And that's one of them. What's What are your New Year's resolutions? I don't make New Year's resolutions. I, don't, <laughs> I make one New Year's resolution every year, and it's been the same New Year's resolution for the past six years. May I guess? Sure. I'm going to go with it's eat more pie. No, actually it's not. Oh, my uh, my New Year's resolution, six years running, and I am glad to say I've always kept this resolution, is eat more popcorn. Popcorn. That's what it was. Yeah. I knew I was I was close. You were close. Um, uh, it, it is an edible, edible object, but it's not nearly the same thing. I've been making the same New Year's resolution for a number of years too, and I have failed at it. Uh, <laughs> What dare I ask? What you? It that, goes like this. Okay, is that I want to try to spend the ne- the next year having a more uh, positive attitude. In short, oh, more fuck yeah, and less <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> okay, 
Uh, um, so yeah, so so that was New Year's, but you know we are at the end of the year. This is our our last uh, episode of the year. Last episode of the year, yeah, yeah. And it's the holidays. It's the holidays. Ho Happy ho Happy winter holidays. Merry holidays. Yes, I hope you're. I hope you got everything you wanted on your Xmases. Did you get to see Santa Claus this year? Uh you mean it like Macy's or like the North Pole guy? Well, anywhere. I've seen a the bunch. Santa Clauses are everywhere. I've I've seen a bunch of Santa Clauses. Um, I, as a New Yorker, um, every time there's a particular day of the year, <laughs> if I see a Santa Claus, I am filled with so much city rage that I want to cosmically flip a, a galactic table. Of course, you are speaking of SantaCon. Uh, fuck you, SantaCon. The, the fuck you. Bridge and Tunnel, beer soaked, bro I want fest. you to die. Yeah, it's die horrible. a horrible, painful death. Okay, Santa Con. all right. Maybe you might have overdone it a bit. A little bit. Okay, not those Santas, but the real Santa Claus. No, yeah. Well, actually, um, um, I was supposed to go with my nephew Enzo, uh, to go visit a Santa somewhere, because he's now no longer afraid of Santa. Um, but I couldn't go for whatever reason so um, I have not seen Santa this year if you had seen Santa or jolly old Saint Nick what would you have asked him for Christmas Nelson Lugo I ask him for the same thing every single year eat more popcorn (laughs) no and touche nice callback Um, no I ask I have asked for the same gift for about five years and I haven't gotten it yet and so Christmas every year brings me the gift of disappointment, uh, <laughs> which uh, is a, a lesson well learned at this point. Um, I've gotten used to dis- uh, disappointment. What What is the gift that you ask Santa Claus for every year? What is, what is the token of your annual disappointment? Um, I want a unicycle. <laughs> why? I, why? <laughs> well, because I would actually use it. I, would, I mean, if I had a unicycle, I would learn to ride it. And I would incorporate it in some ridiculously stupid way onto stage in some, you know, I ha- I just have this idea of being like, like the world's first magic uh, uh, magician uh, unicyclist where I perform magic on a unicycle. Have you ever ridden a unicycle? No. It seems quite difficult. Have you ever ridden a bicycle? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've ridden a bicycle. Look, we don't do many active things together that's true we do things the things that we do together involve us walking to some place and then and sitting, then sitting there and watching a thing sitting down for hours on we end. don't hike or no. swim no. or ride bicycles well, it, so it together. just it surprises me that yeah, that you would want a unicycle I well I mean I wouldn't use the unicycle for like recreational exercise purposes no you would use it for showbiz but yeah. it still requires a tremendous amount of physical prowess no, not necessarily. It's it it it, re- it does if you're a if you're accident prone like me. <laughs> it, re- it requires about as much as as a casual bike ride down the street. I would argue that yeah. you can coast on a bicycle. You, can you coast, are you can coast on a unicycle. No, you don't even have to think about balancing a bicycle. You can sometimes well, just the gravity. You does don't it. actually need to think about a unicycle either. You just said you've never ridden one. How would you know? Because I understand the science involved. Oh, somebody became a scientist in 2013. <laughs> uh, that's right. I, Internet, I said a scientist. <laughs> oh my god, you're in rare form today. Thanks. Um, but yeah, I, I, I ask, I always, every year I ask for a unicycle, and every year I do not get a unicycle. Uh, well, do, every year do you eat more popcorn? I do, but that's, oh. but that's a New Year's resolution. That's not, well, a, I'm just saying these are two end of the year things that yeah. you do annually, and yeah. I, I, I one of them requires you keeping your end up, and the other one requires Santa Claus keeping his end up. He's clearly <laughs> let you down. Well, I mean, I always 
either maintain the amount of popcorn intake or I exceed it. So, okay. that's yeah. terrific. Yeah. And and you, sir, what is the uh, 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 what have you asked for old St. Nick? I think I know what it is. I pretty much ask. I've Every year you ask for the same thing and you don't get it either. Well, it's one of two things. <laughs> Anytime I have like a birthday or, or there's Christmas, uh, I pretty much always ask for one of the same two things. Right. Because I know I'm not going to get it and I don't right. really want people to buy me gifts. And so I specifically ask for these things because I know right. uh, nobody's going to uh, do it. One of them I've only been asking for for a few years. One of them I've actually been asking for since my childhood. And that one <laughs> and that one actually might be a little bit more sincere. I had a white whale of Christmas presents when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And it was the 1980 Kenner uh, Imperial Walker At-At yes. toy yes. Slash, this I knew. Uh, vehicle yes. slash play set from yes. Empire Strikes Back. I mean, I know they made them when they did the Power of the Force Star Wars toys sure. in the in the nineties. They're basically the same. In fact, the one in the nineties is probably it's the same even, mold. It's, it's the same mold, actually. No, no, I think it's the one in the nineties is better. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's yeah. The, the the more modern one is actually has more detail, like all of the Star Wars figures. True. true but true. I always wanted that one. That's about the, it's about the size of a pet. Yes, yeah, it's about the size of a of a dog. And uh, I always <laughs> wanted as a kid. Now, now, I'm not trying to say like I had some sort of like childhood where I was like deprived of toys. Like my my family, they spoiled me, and I got a lot of of great toys. But that at at, I always wanted it, yeah. and I'll still always tell people that I want it because I know I'm not going to get it. Well, the other thing to be to what? be fair, a little sidebar. I tried tracking one down for you this year. I really did. And then I saw how much they cost. And no, I, yeah, my dear friend, I'm not going to get you that up. <laughs> I uh, would actually be bummed if you did. Because I, I'd be like, Lugo, you have so – there are so many things you could be spending your money on. <laughs> right. Like food and, you know, heat. I posted uh, online uh, – somebody asked me online around my birthday this year uh-huh. if I wanted anything for my birthday. And I would said, oh, yes, why the 1980 Kenner Imperial Adad Walker toy. <laughs> Slash playset, and uh, my dad saw that post. Oh dear! And called me on my birthday and was like, "Oh, you know, I looked around for that thing and I saw some people had it on uh, on eBay in the original box, but it was just way too much." And uh, yeah. I was like, "Yeah, of course it was." And if you had bought it for me, I would have been disappointed <laughs> that you had spent that much money indulging my goofy ass thing. Right. Uh, 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 the other thing, but yes. as I became an adult, yes. What's the other thing? Uh, crossbow. <gasps> Because, I, I did not know that. Oh, I've always said I wanted a crossbow. I've never heard you say those words. I don't really want a crossbow. What, oh. what am I going to do with it? I don't know. It's a giant, expensive weapon <laughs> yes. that I, I'm just going to be tempted to fire into my apartment dude, sometimes. Dude, you do realize that I am on an archery kick. Yeah. Are we you? Should, aren't, we, you, are you on, aren't you on an archery sabbatical? You were on an archery kick like... No, I'm still on the archery kick. Just because, just because I haven't had any time and or money to go to the range, doesn't mean I don't. I'm not on a kick. You're still on an archery enthusiasm kick. Yes, which is not in practice. Uh, we tell you what, I will. I will. I will get a bow. You get a crossbow, and we'll go to the archery range together. We'll go That's to the a, archery range. I'll just shoot a bow and arrow. I don't really want a crossbow. What? No, you can't say that you want a crossbow and then in the very same sentence. I think I preface all this by explaining these are gifts that I know that I'm not going to get, and it's my way of telling people that I don't want them to actually spend money on me. I don't want them oh. to actually buy me gifts because I, I know bought them. you a gift. You're gonna like it. You're gonna like it a lot. Actually, I thought we weren't gonna exchange gifts this year. I never said that. Where's uh, my fucking gift? Oh, actually, we didn't say that. I said that to my family. <laughs> uh, look, I normally go all out, and I buy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I spend a lot of money on Christmas presents. You do. And you do. You're, you're, you're I love, very I get the your... Christmas spirit yeah. like, whoa. And you I, do, have, actually. I have a tree. For and someone I... who's as grinchy as you are all year round, Christmas is the one time of the year where you get all like 
in the spirit and the mood of things. I love Christmas. Yeah. And I love I love spoiling the people in my life. Yeah. Um just didn't get the spirit this year. No, no. We'll probably get to that later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Stay tuned, podcast listeners. Uh, so, uh, okay. Well, look. Hey, there's still time. Absolutely. Next week. I now that I know that we are exchanging kisses. Well, fuck. I uh, look. I no. For her, wait, like, wait. Hold on. I would have waited until the last minute anyway. Well, and I'm not actually going to see you on Christmas. Yeah. Um. To be fair, I actually don't want you to get me anything. So no, no, no. That's not how it works. I know, but I'm ta- I'm 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 ta- I'm taking you off the hook. And saying that I'm, I, I would like very much to do something nice for you. I cannot accept a gift and not give a gift. That's your problem, not mine. Oh. So you can either, you can either just graciously accept my gift in the spirit of which it's intended. I can hide from you. <laughs> That's, you wouldn't be able to hide for long. Sure I can. I know where you live. Yeah. I don't have to answer the door. Well, no, but I don't actually have to be anywhere. I, my days are filled with video games and Chef Boyardee. God damn it. Yeah. Um, How about we work this out after the show? Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Um, but, but folks, it has been a year. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to, to put any kind of qualifier on it would do a serious injustice to the crazy shenanigans that have happened this year. 2013. Yes. The uh, future. <laughs> yes, the future that was. Um, but instead, last year... We did a month by month recap of uh, of our time, and we're not going to do this this year. Yeah, nobody cared. Nobody cared. So uh, uh, we're going to do something that we actually do care about, and we are going to do our own uh, favorites of the year in various different categories and talk about them, debate them, agree with each other. Who knows? Um, maybe there'll be a fist fight on the air. Maybe there'll be a a sort of cuddle session. Who knows? Before we go with into our top picks, yeah, let's talk about the the the, the two big things. Our two big uh, personal accomplishments. Okay. Uh, and I, and I want to talk about those first because I want to preface all of this by saying that in my humble opinion, uh, 2013 was the worst year in recent memory. Yeah. Uh, I had a lovely 2012. Yeah. Uh, I have, when I went through when I was, you know, creating notes for everything yeah. that happened in 2013, yeah. uh, this year was, uh, terrible. You know, for me, uh, yes, absolutely. I hated this year. Um, I have to honestly say, as bad as 2013 was, as the as much crap that I personally had to deal with in 2013, still not the worst experience of my life. Oh no, no. I think 2009, ten. Was it ten? 2009. I know what you're getting at. 2009 yeah. was a bad year for you, but you felt it all over 2010. That's true. Yeah, 2010 is the worst year of my life. Yeah. And so, which is why, and we'll get into that later, um, but 2013 can go fuck itself. Yeah. Good riddance. <laughs> good riddance. You miserable 365 days of shit. But no, but, but, but no, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. No, not at all. There were... Each of us had a, a, a major accomplishment. Absolutely. That happened for us. You, sir, finally dropped... Your album, Sick Passenger. And I feel that that's actually kind of tied into why this year wasn't so good for me. Because in, in normal years, I will uh, do things. Okay. 
Perhaps, perhaps <laughs> uh, go to the theater. Take, oh, in, a, take in a picture. Like, like be perhaps social. Go, perhaps go to the beach in the summer. Go to my friend's barbecue. Have a have a social life outside of work and or interests. I spent most of 2013 in isolation in my apartment. Yeah, yeah, you with did. headphones on, hunched over my computer until 4 a.m. every night. Yeah, just meticulously, obsessively laboring over my fifth record. But as a result, you have uh, released a piece of art. An album music that is being lauded almost universally as being not only your best work to date, but like the best work people have heard in a long time. Well, I, I, I appreciate all of the praise I've gotten from the Internet and the, and the praise that you are now echoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, um, releasing Sick Passenger, my fifth record, was my was the best thing that happened to me this year. And yeah. it was or the, the single proudest accomplishment of this year. And, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I do have that. To look back on in 2013 and say I'm damn proud of that, but I felt I feel like I kind of sacrificed most of this year, specifically the summer. I didn't oh, really have a summer no, because no, I didn't. was I didn't I was see you at all. No, and we had grand plans to do this whole summer movie thing, and right. that never happened. No, barely even went to the theater. No, um, so that was my that was the best thing about 2013. Absolutely, and and for you, Mr. Lugo, uh, nothing. I think you're full of beans. I think this year you had an epiphany and decided you were going to create a show. Yeah, I wrote a script. I, I wrote a good script, actually. Not even just create a show, but to stop creating a show for other people. Right. And focus your efforts I, on yeah, creating I, a show I, for I you. I basically retired um, Epic Wind Burlesque. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, hesitate word, I hesitate to use the word retired. It's more on an indefinite hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if I get my druthers and I get enough convincing, I may do another one. You know, um, I told Nerdapalooza people that if they did another Nerdapalooza, I would do another epic win. And then that kind of went out the window because Nerdapalooza is, is no more. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Nerdapalooza. Um, but yeah, I stopped doing that thing that was very successful to do a thing that is questionably, um, that... I have no idea will be successful, basically. But it's personal and it's heartfelt and it's true to yourself. Yeah. And it's you actually exploring your art versus spending your time facilitating uh, the art of others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that I, is I, a major accomplishment. I, yeah. I basically, I got very sick and tired of creating opportunities for other people. Um, and I'm now creating opportunities for myself. Bravo. Well, thank you. You thank magical you. bastard. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, it's, 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 well, man, what a crazy fucking year this was. Uh, I think it was crazy. I think it was just garbage. Well, it was just crazy so would much, have been preferable. Well, yeah, I get, I guess I'm just using the word crazy in a different way. I just, just so much insane, weird, fucked up, sad, problematic shit happened in 2013. Sure did. You know, um, and out, out outside of 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 any sort of like recent, you know, personal stuff on on you or my you are you and my end of the spectrum, just a lot of really just dumb things happen. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Fresh year, new start. Right. We're off and running. But you know what? You and I consume a lot of pop culture, and that once upon a time, exactly that it. is what this podcast was about. So why don't we talk about that? <laughs> I was just about to segue into that. You know, uh, uh, I saw it. I, you dangled it, and things. I grabbed it. 
A lot of the great things that happened this year were in consumable media. Things that we love to spend our money and on and <laughs> veg out on. Yeah, and 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 if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, a lot of the stuff is going to come to no surprise to any of you. No. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, the best comic books that we like this year, the best movies, the best TV shows, and on and on it goes. Well, let's just do it instead of talking. Yeah, about let's things. do it. Um, what's the first category? I'm gonna start with this category because I know you. Uh, you're not going to have uh, much of an entry in it. Right. Actually, I don't have much of an entry in it either, but I would like to talk about best album of the year. Best album now, of the year. I feel I would like to, before I say what my favorite album of the year was, yeah. I want to shout out to a number of my rap colleagues oh. who put out records this year. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of I'm now realizing that I- All of them did, didn't uh, they? Well, n- no, but I'm realizing that of all the ones that I'm about to mention- uh, full disclosure, I'm on all of them. <laughs> I'm not saying these are contenders for my favorite album of the year, though I right. do love my friends and I love, I love their work. But these, but the, but a number of my peers put out records this year, and I was honored and humbled to be a part of them. Absolutely. Among them, uh, Cool Z released Hit Factory. Oh, good album. A combination of half hip hop and half like indie pop rock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doctor Awkward released uh, Blank Pages. Yeah. Which uh, I made a cameo on the track. Um, now hiring sure oh I and like, on the cool i like i like that album on the a cool lot. z album i was on a track called glasses glasses great uh adam warrock released <gasps> his he, he, the middle of nowhere he released eight albums this year apparently uh, uh he just released one since we started this episode <laughs> uh, he released the middle of nowhere and i appeared on that and of course uh kabuto the python oh that's right he, i forgot about him he put out an album called the almighty which yeah. is uh i would say unquestionably his best Full release today. Uh, it's it's a it's an amazing album. Every time a bell rings, Adam Warrock makes an album. <laughs> um, yo, yo, damn, kick him in the face. Uh, you know there was a minute back, like many years ago, in the old days of nerdcore, and sure, the, the rhyme torn sports. There was a, a moment where there were a, I don't know how many, probably three or four people yeah. that had a theory that I was actually Kabuto. What? Yeah. I was so flattered. I was like, I wish I were that good. Uh, so what is your favorite album of the year? My favorite album of the year is Gene Gray's Gotham Down. Oh. Gene Gray, an incredibly gifted rapper from Brooklyn, uh, released three albums, three EPs in October. Gotham Down, uh, volumes one, two, and three. Then come December, she released all of them together as one album, and some of the songs have been tweaked a little bit, and there have been some interludes added to it, uh, and you got to hear this whole thing as one big piece called the Gotham Down Deluxe. It is a beautiful, uh, gritty, often funny, often touching, wow, uh, just brilliant rap record, and god damn, she is good. Wow, it's a it's a it's an uh, it's an amazing record. Gotham gotta, Down Deluxe. I, I know Jean nothing Grey. of it. I'm gonna go download it. That is my it right favorite now. record of the year. Wow. Um, I have no dog in this fight because I don't I don't listen to whole albums. Like I I I very much piecemeal my music, you know, and I kind of I just download the things I like, and I don't you know because I'm not as as uh, well. You're not exposed to as much music now yeah. that you aren't playing rock band anymore. <laughs> Right, exactly. That used to be how you got all of your new music. <laughs> but I and, and I know, you know, but of the albums and I, and I've heard a bunch of different albums, but mostly it's a lot of the it's a lot from the people that I know, like like all of the all yeah. of the nerdcore guys that you uh listed um After Birth Monkey just released their first album, you know. Oh yeah, After Birth uh, Monkey Power Record. I'm also on that. You're also on that. Uh you know, but I got to say and and I'm not, and, and I'm saying this 
I'm going to try and say this without any irony or sarcasm whatsoever, but your album is my oh, favorite album of the and, year. And, and you're on that. I, and I'm on that, your yes. Your favorite album of the year. Uh, and, and, I, and I completely recognize how absolutely biased that may sound. But I want to say this right now. I, I have listened to every single album you've put out. Mm-hmm. There are tracks I really love, and then there are tracks where are like, nah, oh, I don't yeah. like this as much. And then some tracks are like, I don't listen to ever because I don't, I don't think they're very good. Yeah. Um, Sick Passenger, every fucking song is gold. Thank you so every much. Every single one. And I don't listen to your album, like, I don't pick out, like, Innovation and just listen to that, because I can't. I have to listen to it from beginning to end. And so, for that alone, um, and this is also coming from, like, the new uh, Steam Powered Giraffe album just la- just hit. Oh, that's um, right. Like, the, this past week or something. And I fucking love that album. Mm. But even that feels a little, uh, not as a, a complete thing as a complete uh, experience as your album is so Boy, thank you very much yeah so that's it's it. no gene gray's gotham down deluxe no but, but i'm gonna i'm gonna download that thing tonight when i get home good yeah everybody go download gene gray's deluxe all right um let's move on yeah what, what's the next category gosh we, we've got a few categories yeah. that we haven't really placed them in any kind of well order. let's do well the look, tell you what let's do the first one let's do uh best comic book of the year wow so many to choose from yeah, uh, last year. So many to choose. From. It was last year that I got back into reading comic books very avidly again, and and yeah. specifically reading monthlies. Um, yeah, and this was the this was the first this was the year I discovered Comicsology. Yes. Now you uh, uh, now you make me feel like an old man because you have a, an <laughs> iPad and you're downloading it, which is a much more economical way for both space and money to consume. Well, comic books. yeah, but then also I, I go to the comic book store every day and I come back with like four pounds and spend all this money. And, well, no, but the thing is, I'm also like directly responsible for the death of the comic book shop too. So, you know, um, yeah, you know what? Six to one, half dozen the other. Thank you. I'll yeah. take that. You're supporting. Local businesses. Yes. I'm supporting the death of local businesses. I'd just like to send a shout out to Ingrid and Sam from Midtown Comics. I know you're not <laughs> listening to this, but I, you guys are awesome. Aww. Comic books. I read a bunch of comic books this year. And last year, again, I got back, I got back into reading monthlies. Sure. And, sure, sure. And I was just reading a handful of books. I was mostly just reading various Batman titles from the New 52. Yeah. Uh, this year, it just kind of blew up. And I am reading so much stuff. It's hard for me to decide to select what my favorite book, uh, my favorite comic of this year is. Uh-huh. But I can tell you some of the runners up first before yeah, yeah. I tell you which one I've selected. No, no, Because I know that. you're reading a lot of them. I know. Let's face facts, folks. Saga is a brilliant book. Saga is so good. It just keeps getting better. Love so it. So good. Uh, <clears throat> the Walking Dead is still great. I do, I do not read The Walking Dead because I don't want I don't want to cry all the time. Well, it's now basically become a war book because oh. there's this, they're in the middle of this 12-issue series. We're just talking about all the same shit we've talked about in the last few episodes. <laughs> all Out War is going on Walking Dead. Read it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what is this? Oh, uh, the Batman and Robin books are great. Yeah. This, was, this year was The Death of Damien, yep. and that trickled uh, over into all the books. Batman Inc. was a shitty book, but the you know that's where Damien died. Yeah, that's where Damien died. And, of course, all of the books had... The sort of you felt the fallout of Damien's death, but it wasn't felt better anywhere than in Batman and Robin. And Absolutely. that and that was is still my favorite of the Batman books. I'm gonna send a shout out to Rachel Gluckstern over DC Comics, hey! editor and editor Batman and Robin. Um Pretty Deadly launched. It's a it's a new book from I, Image Comics. And I wanna thank you for cause you suggested this to me uh when was it? Like last week. Yeah. Because you were reading it. And uh the first issue was free on Comicology mm-hmm. and uh I read it. 
didn't understand it. Yeah. But for some reason, there was something compelling mm-hmm. about it. It was a completely new point of view on the Western genre, mm-hmm. on the on the fantasy Western genre, and I liked it. Also, that it's written and and um, uh, drawn by by two women. Oh, also two, lettered and inked. All of yeah. It. The just, entire the entire creative team is women. It's 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 a it's a a, a very unique point of view and a very unique storytelling uh that i haven't seen a comics in a very long it's time a, it's a great book and, and so I, I can't wait to watch um, it unfold and it's and they're doing it it's going it's building slowly it is it's a slow build it's still kind of it's still kind of confusing it what's is exactly like going i don't i i just read issue three i don't want to spoil anything good because i just bought it and i okay. read it yeah and and so slowly things are starting to make sense you're starting to like know who people are and okay. you're starting to get a sense of what the relationships are. Okay. Um, but it's fucking compelling. I, I, I want more of it. Um, what else you got? Uh, Oh my god, I love G.I. Joe Cobra Files. It's so good. Thanks to Word Burglar <laughs> for recommending it. I don't read all those new G.I. Joe books, but G.I. Joe Cobra Files is uh, dark and gritty and nice. grounded and uh Brilliant, and it's about to end. I guess it was only supposed to be like a nine-issue series or something. Oh, in fact, I think the last issue is on my table, and I haven't read it yet. Oh, there you go. But it's it's so good. Um, Swamp Thing, Scott Snyder, Swamp Thing has been yeah. really really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chew, we talked about Chew. Chew is a great book. Chew is so. I'm good. on the third trade of that. That's really great. Uh, my runner-up for my favorite book that I read this year, and yeah. I don't. I think only maybe the last trade of this was published this year. I don't actually know what the timeline is because I know the book started earlier. Right. But my runner-up for my favorite book of the year is um, Scott Snyder's American Vampire. Yeah. And this is another book that you told me to pick up. And you've, what, how far are you in? Like one trade? I'm, I'm for volume one in. Okay. Um, and I was very, very hesitant because I am so done with vampire stories. Like vampires are, to me are what people sort of see vamp- uh, zombies as. Yeah. I am so sick and tired of vampires that I just don't care anymore. However, American Vampire brand new well not maybe not brand new but it's a it's a completely wonderful take on on this very tired old premise it brings and it brings something new to the it's, mythology it's, of yeah vampires. it's telling a better not maybe a, a different story than i'm used to and it's fucking good uh i'm i'm really excited i just i just bought, uh, purchased volume two and um i'm really excited to dig into it it's you know. it's great it, oh, and it only um, gets better. It just keeps building and building, and I I I love it. I find it. A really I just I love I love the villain. I love how likable he is and how how much of a monster he is. Skinner Sweet uh, is one of the best written characters he I've is so seen in a comic book in ages. And compelling, and you kind of want to root for him, but at the same time but you don't because he's a, he he's is a, a monster. Monster, literally. Yes, literally, and fi- he was already a monster before he became a vampire. Yeah, Let's a, be he, fair. He's a pretty shitty dude. You know, the the fact that he's a vampire just now gives him <laughs> license to do whatever the fuck he wants with no consequences. Uh, yeah, that so, would be that would be my runner up for my favorite book that I well, read what's, this year. Well, then, what, then what's your pick for my for favorite book uh, overall uh, for this year is Lock and Key. <gasps> Written by Joe Hill. Nice. Uh, it's just, it's so wonderful. I, we've, I know we've ta- I don't have to, I'm not even going to no. talk about it. I've so, talked about I'm, it on so many episodes. The last, the last issue of it just came out. Yeah. And I can't even crack it open uh, because. I'm so happy that I, I begged you to read this. Yeah, book. I am. I'm you, so Cause you, happy. I remember you bought, you, you suggested I read it. Yeah. I got it. I read about five pages. Uh, wasn't totally 
taken by it and put it down, not because I, I was going to give up on it, but then I got distracted reading other books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until I got strep throat this year. Yeah, I got strep throat in 2013. What? Because apparently I'm a teenager. Uh, that I sat down and picked it up again and said, oh, crap, there's a thing happening here that I need him in yeah. all the time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Lock and Key is my favorite comic of the year. Um, I'm just going to mention quickly some stuff that I've been reading. Okay. Um, Astro City. Uh, I am so happy that Astro City is back. Um, they're, they're doing some wonderful, the storyline that they're doing right now is wonderful and I can't wait for it to resolve. Um, obviously Batman, uh, Batman and Robin. Those are the two titles I read, uh, religiously. Um, uh, we already mentioned Chew, uh, Detective Comics. I'm reading voraciously, um, East of West. Uh, I'm going to have to get into that. You this keep, is you've a, been talking about this all yeah, year. This is a title that Tony, uh, Baldini of Nerdy Show, uh, uh, suggested to me. What up, Tony Baldini? What up, Tony Baldini? And um, I am so very grateful he brought this up to me because um, East of West is fantastic. And this is the year of like the sci-fi western. Uh, yeah, right. You know, saga, pretty, um, um, well, pretty, pretty deadly fantasy western. Well, yeah, fantasy western. Um, I'm really, really liking it. Uh, the Flash has been my surprise breakout for me this year because oh. the flash has never really been in a top 10 although i love the flash i'm, a, I'm not oh a, you've always been a flash fan always um but the, the what they're doing with the flash comic book is really good um hawkeye from marvel comics yeah really good i have to say uh uh what else uh morning glories uh a weird weird Title about high school kids with powers or maybe not powers in a school that they can't ever leave from. So good. It's like teenage drama mixed with like Lost and Twin Peaks at the same time. It's really good. Um, and uh, uh, and Sex Criminals. Oh yeah. Uh, Talked love, about that last episode. Love Sex Criminals. Um, but I have to say my pick, my pick for the year uh, is Saga. Uh, my that's my best comic for the year. Uh, it's it it doesn't dumb anything down. It doesn't explain itself. It presents the world as it is, and you're expected to just catch up. And yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, like I that love too. I love that the comic book does not talk down to me. One of the problems I have with Marvel and DC is that in the very first page they have to explain you the origin. Yeah, and they have to like catch everybody up. And it's like no saga's like this is the story. You're either on board or you're not, you know, and because it doesn't explain itself because it's unapologetically just there, then you can jump in at any time because you are just as confused and, and, and and interested as everybody else is. Uh, and I just love it. I love it so much. I love it too. Uh, I just got issue 17. Yeah. So did I I haven't read it yet. I haven't read it yet either. I'm I'm actually a little afraid given where the storyline is right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was comic books. Uh, any any really bad comic books you read that you just like you, oh, you kind God. of want to stay the fuck away from? Look, or? DC Comics, you should be embarrassed of, of yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and now, look, there's a lot of great stuff in the New Fifty Two. I'm not going to pile on them, but that right. But they launched this Harley Quinn series, and I know that I know that it already was kind of steeped in controversy sure, because sure. because the the illustration contest that they posted online draw a picture of harley quinn and get in our book and here are some suggestions and one of them was like her uh-huh. naked committing suicide in a bathtub in a toaster all right that was all problematic enough the issue came out issue one has just come out but issue they did a zero issue first sure which first of all 
fuck you. And they tried to do this. They tried to do this Deadpoolish kind of thing where, like, you know, she's kind of like talking to the audience. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Breaking the fourth wall, or the writers are. They're actually the 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 caption bo- boxes are the 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 two writers right. who are a couple talking to each other about what they're going to do with Harley Quinn in her new book. And then they brought in like twenty artists, and every artist gets their own page. So you've got like the guy from Walking Dead, and you've got the guy who does American Vampire. You got like a bunch of like great talents on there. So like everything about this should work. Harley Quinn getting a, getting her own book. Ooh, maybe that'll be interesting. And oh, they're kind of like going to address the audience. Oh, yeah. that's that's kind of different. That's a, yeah. at least something new. And all of these great artists piling to, piling in to do this first issue. And it's fucking garbage. <laughs> I've never been so insulted by something that I've read. I went back to the comic book store when issue one came out. I was like, well, maybe this is just the first one. and flipped through yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like the art. Uh, read some dialogue and like pooped my pants and called it a day. Wow. Uh, it's terrible. It's wow. so terrible. Which is unfortunate because when DC did their like villains month this year, they did uh, one-offs of all of the big DC villains. And so yeah. they're all of the Batman books or multiple ones. Like all the Batman baddies got their own yeah. one-offs. And the Harley Quinn issue of that, for one, had the worst illustrated cover of all of them. It was just terrible. It's just like boobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember. But the story, it was the best, one of the best written Harley Quinn stories I've ever read. And the artist who actually did the the book and not the cover uh, was did really amazing work too. Oh, wonderful. I loved, I loved that one off. And I, that's when I got the zero issue of the Harley Quinn series. I thought that I was going to get more of that and I got crap. Mm. So sorry, DC. I'm not going to read your damn Harley Quinn books anymore. I don't uh, care. My, I read an atrocious piece of crap <laughs> uh, from image comics called hoax hunters. Okay. And uh, I forget who turned this. I, I, someone mentioned it to me as something that I might be interested in. Mm-hmm. And on the surface, it does appeal to me on paper. Like it's basically a, an investigative team that goes out to invest, to investigate um, things like Bigfoot and or aliens and things like that. And they're called hoax hunters, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of interested in that. Horrible. Fucking horrible. I don't even know who wrote it or art or drew it because after I read the first two issues, I just didn't give a shit. Um Yikes. sorry. I image I you do some amazing, amazing work. You uh struck out with Ho Ho Sunshers with me. I'm sure their yeah. audience will tell them in sales. <laughs> uh awesome. I think that's done for comic books. What's the other category? Let's talk about video games. Video games. Uh my I guess my honorable mentions in video games this year. I didn't play a lot of video games this year because I again was spending most of my time uh-huh. working on my record. But I did play <laughs> I did play a few games and I enjoyed all of the games that I the four games that I played this year. I enjoyed uh-huh. all of them. Uh-huh. Uh Assassin's Creed 3. Yes. Uh, a new assassin, Connor, set during the American Revolution. Thought uh, it was great. Yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. I mean, you know, feels like all the Assassin's Creed games, but still. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love scampering about on rooftops. Or as Yahtzee <laughs> from Zero Punctuation says, faffing about. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I like that. It was a Metal Gear Solid game uh-huh. without Old Snake. Oh, dear. Uh, with Raiden, the robot ninja, as the lead. So it really shouldn't have worked. <laughs> Uh, and in a way, it kind of <laughs> didn't. Uh, it was a pretty short game with just like, just kind of a string of boss fights. I okay. Still, I don't care. I still liked it. It was a lot of fun. Oh, good. It, the the good, combat good, good. mechanic was fun. And that world of those ridiculous biomechanical weapons. I, I Again, I'm sure there was a story in there, but like every Metal Gear game I've ever played, pff, I didn't know what it was 30 minutes into it. 
They're all talking. They're trying to feed you the story with these like 20 minute long cutscenes. I uh-huh. have no idea what was going on in the story. I just know it was fun to slice open uh, robot cows with my sword. <laughs> robot cows? Uh, you, you'll have to play the games to understand. Fair enough. Uh, so I like that. <laughs> my runner up is surpri- a surprise to me because I just assumed uh-huh. when I knew of its impending release would be my game of the year. Batman Arkham Origins. Oh. Because uh, Batman Arkham City and Batman Arkham Asylum, two of my most favorite video games ever. Right. Batman Arkham Origins is wonderful. It's a lot of fun. I know I've already said last episode. Sure, it feels sure, like sure. DLC. There's... You know, once you finish the main campaign, there's still tons of side campaigns and tons of extra stuff to do. Right. And it just never stops being fun, like gliding about and grappling around Gotham City Uh and beating the crap out of goons and collecting like upgrades to your weapons. It's a it's a great game. And I really liked it a lot. Oh, good. But just because there wasn't anything particularly fresh about it, I couldn't say that it was my favorite game of the year. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what is your favorite game of the year? The Last of Us. Nice. From, uh... Telltale not, Games. No, Naughty Dog. <laughs> the folks who brought us into the Uncharted series. Yes, yes, Post-apocalyptic yes. landscape. It's still kind of a zombie game. You're going through, like, dilapidated buildings and collecting supplies and fighting monsters who have, are, were once people who are now infected with the thing. But um, it felt there was an urgency uh, in, in, in moving through the world. Right. The art design is gorgeous. The voice acting was great. The writing was great. And there's a real compelling relationship between the two main characters uh, a grizzled old fellow named Joel who lost his child right. and, and th- this young girl that he's been placed in charge of uh, named Ellie. Uh, the Last of Us was my favorite game of the year. Wowzers. Alright. Um, I didn't play a lot of games this year either um, due to a whole lot of things. Um, but the games I did play I actually had a lot of fun with. Uh, like um, what are we looking at here? The Cave, um, uh, 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 which I think, I don't know if that was an Xbox exclusive or not. Uh, same studio. Oh, God, I can't remember the studio. Ah, it's, oh, the internet's yelling at me right now. I can't remember the studio off the top of my head. Um, Tomb Raider. Uh, I had a lot of fun with Tomb oh, Raider. Oh, you played Tomb Raider. I did. Um, I actually, And I liked it. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um Granted, I I was never I never played any of the uh, PC Tomb Raider games. I never played any of the original Tomb Raider games, so I don't have this kind of like you know stake in the ground nostalgia as a lot of people did. But I really liked it. I thought it was a I thought it was a really cool story, and I thought she was a very compelling heroine. Uh, realistically, probably a little too realistic. Uh, she gets fucked up in that game. She yeah. gets beaten to pulp in that game. Yikes. Um, what else? Bioshock Infinite, uh, which came out this year, and I just played Burial, the first chapter of Burial at Sea, which is their um, DLC. Yes, their DLC had a lot of fun. Oh. I don't like first-person shooters uh, because I tend to get a little nauseous. I tend to get a little motion sickness from them. Uh, so I don't like playing them. Also, I like seeing my character for yeah. some reason. I just that I don't feel immersed when I'm in a first person's perspective. I feel very, in fact, quite the opposite. Yeah. I'm very uh, aware that I am not this person. Uh, however, that game is really good. Hmm. Um, it had it has a lot to say about. It has a lot of social commentary, yeah. and, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, because you had you 
Yeah. Had a lot to say about it just last month. Yes. Uh, and so, but the barrel at sea, it was, it's nice to go back to Rapture. Oh, yeah. It really is. It's really nice to go back to Rapture. Uh, what else? Um, looking at my list here. Man, I played a whole lot of no games. Um, a Wolf Among Us. Ah, oh, from Telltale. Yeah, I don't think... Based it, on the the comic book series Fables. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's a... I think it's a middling game. I don't think it's particularly great, but it's not bad either. All right. It's fun. I'm waiting for the second episode to, to really kind of, res, you know, I'm, I'm trying to reserve judgment here. It wasn't everything I wanted it to be, but maybe I'm, I'm bringing some bias to it that's probably not fair to the game. Um, but I have to say, <laughs> my game of the year... By the pure and simple fact that um, I'm still playing the shit out of it, Diablo 3. Yeah, you have been playing that. (laughs) I have been playing that game non-stop. I don't know why. Just grind and grind. It is addictive as fuck. I never understood the appeal. I get it now. I get it. I want that fancy new hat for my mage. I want that pretty new plus one vest for my barbarian. I want it. <coughs> I want it. Uh, yeah. I, again, I don't know if the game is good or bad, but I can't stop playing it. So, that means it's good. Well, yes. It's well, at least on my criteria of entertainment, it checks all the boxes. And that so, means it's yes. good. God, I'm so tired of people that are like. Well, what did you think of uh, this movie? Well, I mean, I enjoyed it. It wasn't a great movie, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> that movie had one job, and clearly you just confirmed that it did it. Yes. Look, you're not – you don't have to – Well, You I don't guess... have to become like a, a, a college the- like film professor and like deconstruct <laughs> it and talk about how it's like cotton candy and has no real like yeah. nutritional yeah, yeah, value. Yeah, yeah. If, it, if this game was made to entertain you yes. and you have – already invested like 200 hours into it this year alone yes that means you like it oh yeah that means it's good in your opinion oh yeah yeah right, absolutely absolutely god <laughs> <laughs> you know in 2012 we did a thing in the summer where we went to the movies together almost every weekend almost every long. weekend yeah yeah we we made a plan that summer we we're like we're gonna see yeah. all of the movies yeah, we're except, gonna go... except, for, except for like maybe one or two. I think we saw pretty much everything that year. We saw, yeah, we went to see so many movies in 2012. Yeah. It, was, it was a great summer. Like I hadn't seen that many movies in the theater in one summer in ages. Yeah. Um, this year, not we so did much. not do that. Not so much. I spent no. all year alone in isolation in my apartment working yeah. on my rap record. And, just and never I kind of did the same thing. Right. Except I wasn't working on a record. So I saw some movies. I saw a couple movies in the theater, but uh, most of the movies that are on this list from the year, I, I've seen on Blu-ray or on demand since, yeah. since yeah, 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 yeah. they've come Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, some of the movies, uh, I mean, two movies that we did see together in the theater. I think we only saw two movies together in the theater all summer. What's that? We saw Iron Man 3 and Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. I liked both of them. I liked both of them, too. I'm not going to like sing their praises to the heavens. I'm not going <laughs> to masturbate to them. I, I I liked both of them. I was very happy with both of them as yeah. as, as sequels, as films, and I it was a very Absolutely. great experience. But Absolutely. Um, oh gosh, what else did I did I see? Uh, Man of Steel. Of course, <laughs> yeah. I watched that with you. My yeah. birthday. I thought that was great. That was great too. Monsters University. I did not see that. It's great. Good. Good. It's good. From good. Pixar. They they really. It's hard for them to make a bad movie. Yes, it is. Uh, my runner up 
this this is a hard one here. My runner up for the movie that I uh, my favorite movie of the year is Pacific Rim. But it had everything that I loved, which is mm-hmm. giant monsters mm-hmm. and destruction porn. I love <laughs> I love cities being destroyed by shit. Yeah, and yeah. I love um, you know this whole ensemble cast of characters and yeah. representing humanity's fight against the giant monsters and the production values were great and the art design was great and the conflict and the, the, the rooting for the heroes. <laughs> the it was, it was great. I, ah. I like that movie a lot. Good. Uh, I think. All- Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, all of us strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. All the movies you mentioned, uh, I saw and loved. I, I want to add Thor, uh, the new Thor film, which is the uh, Dark Thor, World, the Dark World, which I liked a lot. I liked it too. Um, World's End. Uh, oh, I haven't seen it yet. Which is really good. I like that a lot too. Oh, which reminds me, uh, I also saw. Um, this is the end. Oh, I did not see. That. <laughs> uh, you know it. It lo- By the time it got to the third act, I was so exhausted with all of these assholes that I didn't uh, really care anymore. Yeah. The movie is – it's worth it for the Michael Sarah bits, but <laughs> that's only like 30 minutes of the movie. Right. right. Um, there were a couple of movies that I really want – they still need to see, um, like The Lone Ranger and Gravity. Uh, I, I still need to watch those. Um, but I, 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 this is the first time that you and I are going to agree on something. Pacific Rim, my favorite film of the year. That wasn't my favorite. That was my runner-up. Oh, wait. So what, what is your favorite film of the year? My favorite film of the year was Gravity. <gasps> and look, I saw Gravity in the theater and in 3D even, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I walked away being like, yeah, no, I was very satisfied. Wait, wait, you saw it in 3D? Yeah. I thought you hate 3D. I do. Oh, wow. All right. It was just convenience of Showtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad I did. I, I really liked it, the 3D. Uh, well, yeah, I would, I would think that would be a film that would lend itself to yeah. subtle uh, I, 3D. I liked it in the theater. I wasn't hog wild about it, but it kind of – it stuck with me. It kind of haunted me for a while, and I kind of kept thinking about it. Yeah. And uh, I felt it was kind of fitting that it would be my favorite movie because it's just basically one character isolated dealing with crushing anxiety. Oh, dear. Uh, and that felt like my year. Like, that felt like my year. And so I really found myself uh, rooting for Sandra Bullock's character. Uh, again, pretty much, aside from, you know, a small amount with George Clooney, yeah, almost yeah. the only actor on screen for the whole film. Yeah, yeah. I thought she did a great job. And I just, there's something about that experience, that 
that isolation and that anxiety and dread. And then the, the, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's, I, I, I felt I connected to it and more after the fact than I even realized in the theater. I, I loved gravity. Um, awesome. I loved Pacific Rim. Um, it is, it is my, it is that, that movie was made with me in mind. Hmm. Giant robots, giant monsters, over-the-top action, super serious dialogue that's <laughs> delivered with no irony or sarcasm whatsoever, uh, which made it even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great and it, and hilarious and fun and stupid and and yes, I cried <laughs> and uh, it was. Yeah, bravo, Mister Mister Del Toro. Del, Del, Del Toro. Uh, I had a wonderful time at that film. You want to try his name again? Guillermo Del Toro. Uh, B plus. Thank you. Uh, but that's movies. That's movies for twenty thirteen. Uh, wow, we're ripping through these pretty quickly. Yep. Good. Awesome. What are we? What? What's next? Television series. Television. Awesome. My honorable mention is uh, Wilfred. I continue to love that series. <laughs> uh, and I thought it was going to be done. I thought I'd heard rumors it was gonna, that it was finished after that last season. This right. is, of course, the American version of the Australian series. Yes. yes. Uh, with Elijah Wood. Uh, because the last season ended really weird and could have been a, a, a suitable ending place for the, that story. Sure. But there, they, they did. There was an, uh, a new season of it. And god damn it just keeps getting weirder and weirder and weirder (laughs) (laughs) and they're really kind of going hog wild with the weirdness this last season and i really Uh enjoyed it i I enjoyed this this most recent season of wilford um my runner-up my favorite tv series of the year american horror story coven it's not even done yet (laughs) i didn't watch the first two seasons of american horror story so i don't know what they're all about yeah Uh, you know each season's its own self-contained story right uh, they use a lot of the same actors playing different characters in the next story that they tell. Right. This one is about a coven of witches. Hence, coven. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's where it comes from. Sure. Uh, but then you've got like Angela Bassett and Kathy Bates and Jessica Lang, And it's awesome. I'm excited to see how it ends. But so far, I'm really enjoying it. Good. I'll make that my runner up. Favorite TV series of the year? Still The Walking Dead. Still like Still it. The Walking Dead? Yeah. They're, wow. they, you know, they're the middle right now in the break between their, yeah, the, they, they the mid season break. Yeah. They're the mid season yeah. break. Yeah. Uh, this, I, I, I feel this, uh, first half of this season really mirrored a lot of events from the comic books. They take uh, events from the comic books and they recreate some of them faithfully and some of them, they give them their own new slant. They, sure. Sure. Um, they've definitely done much more work with the governor than they, than the comic books did. The comic books, he, he was just, a really one-dimensional bad guy twisting his mustache <laughs> tying damsels to the railroad tracks the the governor in the television series is much more complex and much more interesting and fascinating of a character sure this first half of the season uh was very true to the books they covered the return of the governor and the fall of the prison and it ended almost virtually the same way that one of the trades where, where, or where that, where that part of the story ends. Like okay. there's a shot with okay. Rick and Carl and they're on the hill and you see the, the prison in the distance and right. the yard is full of walkers. Oh, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, composed yeah. almost exactly like, it's like the yeah. final like splash page sure. from, sure. from the books. I still love that show. 
I still love it. Uh, I know it's obviously a lot of people do because it's apparently like the most successful show on television right now. Right. But my Facebook feed is just full of people like crying about it. This show sucks. <laughs> All I read is like everybody likes this and so I don't. Uh, oh, and there are people I still read passing around memes on Facebook about how Laurie's a terrible character and how Laurie's awful and like bashing on Laurie. Laurie's not been on the television show for a year now. Her character has been dead and people are still hating on her. And if you're still hating on her, guess what? You're a misogynist. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason to hang on to the hate for a character. Also, right. also, also she's gone. She didn't do anything on the show to make her hateful. Yeah. Like, she generally had pretty good ideas and was out for protecting her family. Now, it's entirely possible that you are critiquing her acting style and are not a fan of her particular choices as an artist. Oh, no. I think a bunch of dudes were hating on her because her character uh, uh, slept <laughs> with somebody else. Got Ended uh, up in a love triangle because she slept with somebody else while Rick was in a coma. Yeah, and that's they, they, they couldn't forgive that. That's misogyny. Well, I don't, I don't know. I haven't actually heard anybody say that, but that's just what I read. Oh. Every, 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 or that's what I hear every time I read somebody complaining about. Dicks. Yeah. What a bunch of dicks. Uh, Walking I, Dead, my favorite TV show of the year. Still. I I had I have a lot of different stuff on here. Uh, uh, oh, I don't even know where to begin. <sighs> Arrow, mm-hmm. uh, Arrow second season blew me away. The first season's a little hinky in that hinky. Eh, yeah, I mean, there's there's some of it I like, and some of it's like eh, okay, I'll let you get away with it. Second season, I don't know. They're probably reading Tumblr. And all of the stuff that was said about Arrow. And it's like it's like a checklist of all the things the fans want. It's like, you know, he no longer kills. And, you know, he's got a team. And he's got... It's like, oh, okay. All right, Arrow. You're doing some new stuff. Good for you. I love the new season of Arrow. All right. Um, I'm still watching Castle. Uh, Castle's taken a different direction this season than, than <coughs> in, other, in previous seasons. Because... The two um, lead characters are now in a relationship and they're sort of like, you know, they're getting married now. And so there's there's no longer that sexual tension. And so, but it's still compelling. It's like most shows, once the sexual tension has been released, they tend to sort of dwindle. Yeah. This one is actually still keeping pretty strong in my book. Um, The stories are still wonderfully uh, 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 interesting and compelling and the mysteries are still cool and Castle's point of view on all of them is still funny and hilarious. Um... What else? Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Love that show. Love it. Uh, if you have not seen Orange is the New Black, please, it's on Netflix. The entire season is there. Watch the first episode. I feel like I'm the last person uh, who if, hasn't seen it. If, if you if you do not like the first episode, then don't even bother. Uh, the first episode hooked me from the second I saw it, and then I spent the next six hours watching Orange is oh. the New Black. Um, I'm still not done with it. I still have a few more episodes to complete, but it's really good television. Uh, uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Love that show. Mm-hmm. I don't care. If you're a hater and you think uh, Marvel Agents of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is an awful television show, fine. You're entitled to your opinion. Uh, just know that from the bottom of my heart that I think you hate fun. Oh. And I don't think you're capable of joy Whoa. in your life. Wow. Um, because that show is fun. It's funny. It's ridiculous. It's comic book. It's everything I kind of want from a comic book TV show. Jeez, uh, what else? Uh, Almost Human. The new series Almost Human. Great show. That's what you've told me. It is a fantastic, fantastic show. Hmm. It's a futuristic buddy cop television show. 
uh, with some really interesting social commentary in it, as well as some kind of ridiculous futuristic crimes they have to solve. And that's a whole lot of fun. Uh, I can go on and on, uh, but I think my winner uh, for this year and every year, uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who is so good this year. (laughs) So good uh, with the new companion and uh, weirder stories and the 50th anniversary special hit and... I am so in love with Doctor Who, but I've always been in love with Doctor sure, Who ever have. since, you know, ever since Tom Baker was the Doctor. I've been in love with Doctor Who, and I am just pleased as punch that there's going to be they're going to finish out the season, and there's a new Doctor on the horizon, mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't be happier. Uh, I think Doctor Who is doing some fantastic stuff. Um, I'm really excited for Sherlock uh, to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sherlock's coming out really soon. Uh, I'm kind of jonesing for that, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, but yeah, Doctor Who wins my best TV award. Maybe one of these days I'll watch an episode of it. <laughs> I'll find out what all the buzz is about. <laughs> one day. One day. So those were the things that we liked this year. Of course, the things that we liked this year were either things we created or the things that we spent our money on. <laughs> right. As far as, as far as... Well, no, I mean, I did spend money... On shit I did not like. I well, mean, all right, fair There's enough, a whole but... lot of stuff I'm not mentioning here only because I don't think they deserve any airtime. But I, I feel like listing the things that we enjoyed doesn't really underscore why we thought 2013 was such uh, a bad year. Yeah, this, this year is pretty bad. Yeah. It was a bad, a bad year. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, well, <laughs> in January, uh, r- right after the new year, uh, I got my heart broken. Oh, I got it uh, pretty, pretty well smashed and broken. There was a woman whom I was seeing and fell uh, very much in love with and was uh, already, uh, I was already planning uh, my life to include her in it, which would, in, which would involve me sort of rearranging my life in a very profound way. And I was more than willing to do it because I was emotionally invested and I believed in, in it. And, um, I, I felt, um, she just kind of changed her mind basically. Um, at one point, all of those feelings were reciprocated and then they weren't. And, uh, she's allowed, she's allowed to change her mind. You know, I'm not, I'm not bitter about it. I'm just, I was just very, very heartbroken about it and uh, was quite inconsolable for a little while. Mm. Yeah. And that seemed to be a running theme in my, in that first part of the year where I would meet a woman and then she would take interest in me and then we would date for, or rather go out on a date or two or three and then she would change her mind, which is fine. People are allowed to change their mind, but it just, it kept happening a lot to me, and it's hard not to take that personally after a while. Sure. And you know, and so I just kept getting, I just kept feeling, feeling more and more beat down as a result of it. Mm. Yeah. So that was that was the beginning of my year. Uh, well, in February, if I can relate to that a little, please. Bit. Look, I was married once, you guys. Uh, <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> we were separated. We separated uh, in in two thousand nine. 
Right. But various reasons and dragging our feet and whatnot, it took us a very long time to get divorced. Yeah. And we did finally get divorced. Our divorce wasn't finalized until this year. Mm-hmm. And I, after also our second time filing for divorce, because our first time expired before we <laughs> done it correctly. Because she dropped the ball. Uh, I so my divorce was finalized this year, and I received the official notification of my divorce being complete right in the mail yeah. on Valentine's Day. Oh right, I remember that. And I'm, look, my ex wife and I are wonderful friends. Yeah. We we are great friends. We've we've built a wonderful friendship out of the ashes of our marriage. But it you doesn't. Have. It, you, you actually have, and I and I have to applaud you because I think I think you're better friends now than you ever have been. Go uh, go back through our archives and listen yeah, to the episode. Yeah, <laughs> the island of Doctor Eviler. You'll hear all about it. <laughs> uh, but it still it still hurts when oh, you absolutely. get notification that like yes you are officially no longer married and you get it on Valentine's Day well, and then yeah. you spend that day alone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was it was a drag. It was a it was a drag early on in the year. Yeah, I, I remember the I remember the the text you sent me because I was also alone on Valentine's Day, and uh, you sent me the text. You know, got divorce papers today. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, buddy, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see what else happened to me. Um, oh right, uh, I <laughs> I was uh kicked out of my apartment oh right you, um, got, you got evicted no i i mean well yes i mean the thing <laughs> actually you got evicted from a different apartment last year that was yeah you got kicked out in a shadier way this time yeah this time um the, the the eviction was a stupid process that i absolutely deserved this time i was in a shitty apartment arrangement with no lease whatsoever and uh uh they she was looking for any reason to get rid of me and um, because I didn't have a leash, she didn't she didn't have a leg to stand on and waited for the most inopportune time to uh, to to stage this this sort of apartment coup and essentially got me out of that apartment in the shadiest way possible, Ugh. basically. So uh, and then I had to look for a new apartment, which I'm in now and I'm very happy. Well, that's good. That's yeah. it turned around for you. Yeah. Uh, I got arrested this year. Oh, that's right. Yep. And that's, that's the first time you've been arrested. That's the first time. I can't believe I made it this long without getting arrested. Yeah. You made it pretty long. I mean, given your lifestyle, I, I would have been, I was actually a little surprised to hear that you've never been arrested before. I'm surprised. I've been so close so many times (laughs) and my luck ran out. Well, yeah, there's only so many times you can tempt that demon. Yeah. I was, uh, you want to, I, I yeah. tried to chalk it up to Shakespeare. <laughs> I was in a Shakespeare-themed burlesque show. Yeah. And I was doing the, is this a dagger monologue from Macbeth? Sure. And uh, after I finished it and I went backstage and I was talking to the castmates, I said, oh, that's great. There's one more thing I can check off my bucket list. Uh, I have now performed a scene from Macbeth in an off-off-off-off-off-off-off-off-off Broadway theater. Sure. And, of course, all the other uh, actor nerds around me all went, Gasp! Because, you know, it's supposedly a curse. It's a bad luck Ugh. to say Macbeth uh, in, in a theater. I can't roll unless my Unless you're saying it on stage enough. in the play. Yeah. I, you're supposed to say the Scottish play because it's a curse. And I was like, screw you, nerds. Yeah. Um, I would have said the same thing. After the show, the, a number of us were going to this Irish pub across the street where we always go to 
hang out and congratulate ourselves on being geniuses of performance after all of our shows. <laughs> it's, it's at the Tank Theater. We've done a million Epic Win shows. We've plugged on yeah. this show. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the way um, across the street. Across the street. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't have to go far. It was. No. Yeah. Uh, and from this theater that's, you know, a block off of Times Square, uh, I was arrested for smoking weed. By two plainclothes police officers who were prowling the area in a spot where I have probably smoked weed after a show. Um, Well, every time time we've ever done a show there. Every time. And this time, well, it caught up with me. And I was actually kind of taken (laughs) aback by the fact that, oh, my goodness, police arrest people for this? Wow. Yes, I was arrested and cuffed and taken to jail. And uh, a a couple months later, when I finally went to court, uh, all of the charges were dropped. Everything was thrown out. It It became a big hassle, and I had to... Spend a bunch of money on a lawyer to yeah. go to court and blah yeah. blah blah, and it was it was kind of embarrassing more than anything. But yeah, yeah. I, I did go to jail, and it fucking sucked. It well, sucked well, so much. Technically, you were in holding. You weren't in jail. No, technically, I was in jail. I wasn't in prison. Well, holding is a little different. There were bars. Well, yeah, I was in there with some shady fuckers. Yeah, it sucked. It's a holding cell. I no, a, yes, I got a mug shot. It's oh wow, oh my god, I totally want to see that it's fingerprinted. I totally want to see your mugshot now. I wish I, I, I do too. I'm wearing, I'm wearing my, my, uh, my back burner t-shirt in my mugshot, oh. and I want to have it so I can send it to the back burner guys. Oh, I wonder, I wonder if it's, I wonder if that's a matter of a public record. I wonder. I've if... looked so many times online to see if I could track it down. Fuck. It doesn't happen. All right. Um, anyway, don't smoke weed in Times Square, kids. Don't do it. Not on Times Square. Um, I guess that saves the big one for me. Ooh. Why, why was 2013 bad for you, Lugo? Uh, I got cancer. Oh, my. You got cancer. I got ball cancer. You got cancer of the balls. Ball cancer of the balls. Yes, Yikes. I had a a seminoma, a, <laughs> and, uh, I, and I still have. I still have it surgically and... Planted into my body, I still have a portacath, which is a little port that they push a needle through and pushes a medicine through my heart rather than my veins. A medicine's mostly poison. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and I know it's poison because in order to get this medicine, I was administered an antidote. Not my word. That's what the nurses called it. Wow. An antidote. Antidote. All right. Uh, yeah, I got cancer. Although now it's like... That seems like a lifetime ago to me now. And it just seems like, oh, that was an unpleasant four months of my life. I mean, I, I think you know? making it especially uh, unpleasant uh, is that you had to celebrate a uh, milestone birthday yeah. in the cancer ward getting yeah. chemo. Yeah, I spent I spent a milestone. I spent my 40th birthday in a cancer ward. And here's the thing. I hate my birthday. I don't like celebrating it. I don't like doing anything specifically special. Um, if people want to get me stuff, that's great, but I don't really ask for anything. Um, but this was the year, this was the year I was finally going to let my kind of birthday grinchiness go and like throw a big party and have like, have it be a big who to do and, you know, invite like everybody. It's like, Hey, if you, if you marginally know me on the internet, come on down and celebrate with you. I was going to do it big this year. Yeah. And then I got fucking cancer. Well, there was the we did do the 
um, benefit show for you. That was kind of a party for you. I mean, a lot of people came out to see you. It was before your birthday. Yeah, and I will always be grateful. But that. I mean, I that was that was always. kind of a party, except it just wasn't. There wasn't cake. <laughs> oh, and also, you sad. had and also you had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I will always be infinitely grateful to that benefit party. Uh, yeah. It gave me an excuse to finally put together a Robin costume so I could visit you in the hospital. Dude, that was awesome. <laughs> You've seen pictures of me on the internet in a Robin costume? I only have that. I assembled that specifically to visit Lugo on his 40th birthday. In the, yeah, in the, and I remember, I remember uh, like a bunch of people showed up and were distracting me so that you can get dressed in the hallway. Yeah. And then you just kind of came in and you were Damian Wayne and and, um, and and you gave me a Bane mask. I gave you a Bane mask and I gave you Batman pornography. Yes, you did. Uh, Cancer Bane will go down in infamy as the most hilarious and saddest thing. Saddest joke that we came up with. I'm going to go with Cancer Bane for hashtag of the year. <laughs> Cancer Bane posts were my favorite. I love fucking Cancer Bane posts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm so glad I could laugh about it now, but yeah, I was not having. Then, I no. was not having a good time. You had then. cancer in your balls. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's why it fucking sucked for me. <sighs> All right, 2013 was terrible for me because my mother died. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It happened. It was it, it it was kind of drawn out for a little while, but it did also kind of happen suddenly. Um, it did. It did seem. Very quick from the moment that you told me yeah. that she got a stroke to when she passed. It well, seemed, yeah, she was hospital. Well, it wasn't yeah. a stroke. It was misdiagnosed as a stroke at first. She had an aneurysm. Ah. And uh, she was hosp- hospitalized, life flighted, in fact, to a, a specialist hospital. You know, my mom lives in, lived in a small rural community in mm. southwestern Iowa. Mm-hmm. So she <clears throat> was hospitalized with this brain aneurysm. Uh, and they had surgery. They, did, they performed surgery. Surgery was a success. She recovered well from uh-huh. the surgery, and everything seemed to be okay at first. But um, once she was released from the hospital and then taken to a, like a rehab facility, her her health just kind of declined. Her recovery became less and less. Her speech was affected. Her uh, uh, motor skills, she wasn't able to walk without a walker uh, or without assistance from one of the nurses. And her just, yeah, her ability to to communicate and to focus was just kind of gone. Yeah. Um, and it kept getting worse and worse. And, and by the time we got around Thanksgiving, uh, my older brother was, you know, he'd been kind of pleading with me, you know, come out, come out and see her. And this whole time I had been putting off going out to visit her because yeah. all I'd been hearing is that she's recovering well. And yeah. I'm like, oh, well, this is great. Maybe I'll see her at Christmas. Right. Yeah, she'll be out. She'll be back home. Right. The surgery was a success, blah, blah, blah. And I'll, I'll, I'll be back. But it started getting worse and worse. And he started kind of pleading with me and it started feeling kind of desperate. So I, w- I made kind of an emergency trip home over uh, Thanksgiving to spend the week in. It was really hard. Uh, she wasn't incredibly responsive or seemingly very aware. Like right. the first, the first day, the, the 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 rest of the week, she got better, and she was she recognized me. We were able to talk somewhat, um, but it was still it was just it was such a challenge to see my mother in that kind of environment, and also just not really be completely herself. Yeah, yeah. Near the end of that week, she got very ill, like uh, kind of a stomach illness, and, and uh, she she was moved back to the she hospital. Was moved, back to the hospital and yeah. driven back, you know, 80 miles back to this hospital uh, because she'd been very sick. And uh, they they discovered that she'd had this very serious uh, blood clot that they hadn't been aware of before. Um, given her fragile health from all of the brain surgery stuff and the recovery, 
they they didn't give her a very good prognosis for either surviving or recovering from the multiple surgeries it would have taken. Sure. Uh, and also it would have meant an even more compromised quality of life following it. Right. My brother and I um, knew what she would have wanted, especially I, I was always, my brother's 10 years older. He was close to my mom, but I was really close. I'm, 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 I've been self-identified as a mama's boy pretty much my whole yeah. life. Like I, yeah. you know, my mom was most per, most important person in my life and I was very close and I had heard countless times throughout the years her say things to the extent of if I'm ever in a, in a position where if they require machines to keep me alive I don't want I don't want to live like that yeah. so my brother and I had to make a very difficult decision sure and so you know she had had this she'd been hospitalized with this aneurysm in late September and she died on December 5th so it, it did it was kind of it was sudden. We weren't expecting that. It was, it was the, yeah, the, yeah. We, the, the decline was pretty steady. Yeah, we, and we didn't, we didn't think that that was going to be the thing. Uh, <clears throat> we just kind of kept thinking. We just kind of kept having hope that she was going yeah. to somehow recover. Yeah, and, and we absolutely. didn't. We didn't anticipate any of this other stuff. And um, and I actually just went back again uh, for the funeral. And um, yeah, that was the the worst. This, this has been the most emotionally trying, yeah. um, uh, traumatic, tragic mm. experience that I, oh, have, I have ever endured. And yeah. it's still really new to me. So I'm still, I kind of like toggle in and out of it. And I'm going to be dealing with this grief for a very long time. But it's, it really, uh, it definitely colored uh, this year for me. Yeah. Even though it was only yeah. happened in the end of the year, it's still, um, it's, it's hard to kind of remember what else happened. Oh, no, absolutely. And I, I remember like right around that same time, it just seemed like a lot of people who were very dear and very close to me were also losing their friends and family. Yeah. And it just, I was overwhelmed just from the information because I didn't lose anybody personally, but uh, you know, I knew your mom yeah. and loved her and we spoke sporadically, but you know, very kindly to one another. Yeah. And, and then I hear- She always thought very highly of you too. I know. And um, she she was very kind to me during my cancer and said some really wonderful things. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, we we messaged each other back and forth, and we spoke about you mostly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and so you know, I I will I will miss her tremendously. Uh, you know, and kind of regret that I never got to know her better. Uh, and at the same time, a lot of people that were close to me were losing people that they loved. And so. <sighs> Yeah, this whole like the end of the year, yeah, Thanksgiving the first week of December just seemed like it was just relentless. All this you know? sorrow was just yeah. kind of dropping all over the place. In fact, uh, because of what you were going through, I'm kind of dealing with stuff with my mom now. Actually, um, my mom was uh, cremated, mm-hmm. and some of her ashes were scattered and handed out as mementos. My sister has the bulk of my mother's ashes, whatever's remaining. And <laughs> it's in a it's in a plastic bag inside of a US postal mailer box. <clears throat> and it's been on a it's been in the back of her closet since she got it because she's afraid of it. And I haven't dealt with it. And because of what's going on and because of what's going on with you, I've kind of decided to it's time to do something about that. And so I'm I I purchased an urn. Oh. And that's going to be my Christmas gift to my uh-huh. mom. 
basically. That's really touching. Yeah, and kind of kind of put her uh, her remains. I I personally don't understand keeping those things. I think it should be scattered and I agree. or or given away. But my sister wants to hold on to them, so I figure. Let's give her a fitting, a more fitting place to rest than, than inside a U.S. postal mail box. Hidden, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure I speak for <laughs> everyone who's ever known you or would like to know you, and that I'm very, very sorry for your loss. Thank you, and and thanks to all of you. Everybody, everybody has been really. Uh, it's been re- I've been really moved by how how much. Uh, support and love and the condolences that I've received from the internet, from my, my friends, my family and fans and total strangers. You've all been really wonderful. And, and thanks. It's, it's really helped. Uh, it still sucks more than anything I can possibly describe, Absolutely. but it, it's, it is, it is, it is, I, I take comfort and that it's a little bit better by all of your support. So thank you so much. Yeah. And yeah, that's, it's, it's weird. It's weird how, when tragedy strikes, you know the kindness in people just kind of pours out. Yeah, and I, you, you, you get. It, it, I mean, it happened with my cancer. I was yeah, just, I, I, was, re- I remember. I was overwhelmed by the sheer amount of goodwill coming my way, um, and that was just me getting sick. I can't, you know. Uh, yeah, I was getting text messages from people that don't like me. <laughs> uh, that's humbling it's... yeah that happened to me too i i was getting tons of goodwill from people who actively do not like me yeah. when i got cancer yeah so it, it, it restored my faith in the human condition that everybody realizes when it's time to put petty shit on hold yeah 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 so uh but internet uh, listener uh <laughs> we are not going to end this podcast no. like my, that i'm not yes my... uh you know, uh, there's, there's, there's gotta be something better there. Well, there is 2014 <laughs> has to be better because it can't possibly be worse. Well, no, don't ever say that. Cause the moment you say it can't possibly get any worse is when it gets worse. Oh, well, no, I can't say that. I don't believe in bullshit. Like, Jesus. Oh, good. Good. Uh, I think, I, I think life is what it is and life is filled with sorrow and joy in in equal amounts. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to 2014. I am too. I just, I, I, I just, I just don't. I'm just done with this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, look, you're you're going to be dealing, you're going to be dealing with a lot of, excuse me, you're going to be dealing with a lot of things. Oh, for a very long time. For for quite some. And time. you are too. I mean, you're still you're going to be in and out of hospitals for a while, like getting checkups for. Well, yeah, but you that's, still have a fucking port in your well, chest. Well, that's that's more of a of a of an annoyance. I'm I am I've got a complete and perfect bill of health. Okay. Um, I I am absolutely 100% cancer free. So it's really just to check on making sure that it's gone and it's, and it's this is the kind of cancer that's not coming back. It does. I don't go into remission. It just goes away. Okay. Thing. Um, uh, but maybe, uh, uh, but maybe you and I, you know, can talk more about our moms later. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we've got some stuff on the horizon. Yeah. To look forward to. We do. In 2014, my show will premiere. Mm. Um, I am currently in very active negotiations with a theater company here in town. I don't want to mention them just yet. Okay. Because I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything just yet. I don't want to say anything until like the ink is dry on the contract kind of thing. Sure. But they are very interested in me uh, be, uh, from my reputation as being someone who does good work. 
Um, they're very interested in the show. They love the idea. Uh, and they think they think they can get me a reviewable three week run, which is important yeah. for New York City theater because no no major publication is going to come out to a run that's less than three weeks. So having a three week run is perfect. Hot diggity dog. Um, and bonus, no money out of my own pocket. There they are. They, we are in negotiations for them to actually produce it for me. Huh? Yeah. Everything's coming up, Lugo. <laughs> well, hold on. I mean, nothing nothing is written in stone yet. I know, but it's you still know, even uh, even the fact that they've expressed interest is yeah. more. Oh, it's a is, big deal. That's a, big, a very, very big deal. And this yeah. is this is a, a very established, very beloved uh theater group in New York City yeah. that is known for really like weird uh uh and wonderful and you know off the wall kind of theater and they're kind of celebrated for that and and that, I kind of think that's what my show is my show is like a weird kind of hard to describe thing and, yeah. and I'm just really glad that they're willing to take a chance on it or I'm, at least considering taking the I, chance I on I I'm, I'm still like I know it's it's too early because you know it hasn't it's not a done deal just yet but yeah. I'm still very very excited for you because I feel like even if nothing else, if let's say for some reason that doesn't happen, and I still think it will, but let's say it doesn't happen, that there's got to be a, a good morale boost. Oh, knowing absolutely. That, knowing that this production company is interested in, oh, absolutely. in the show that yeah, you put it, together. It's, I've, I've been feeling quite dejected And lately. you can surely ride that into pitching it to the next episode. Like, oh, absolutely. If, if you have to. Yeah. But I, well, I, it's, it's some, I think it's just some well-needed validation for me. Precisely. You know, and if, if it do, and it, and if it doesn't happen... At, you know, at least this company whom I admire and respect uh, was was thinking about it. You know, I still I'm I'm very I'm, I'm very proud of you. I'm very excited for you. Oh, and well, also, you. I just want to see this goddamn show. <laughs> so in 2014, I don't know what the rest of you people will be doing, but I know that some point in 2014, I will be seeing Lugo's Gathering the Magic. Me too. I will also be seeing it. No, you won't. Uh, well, you will never see it. I will. That's true. No, that's not true. If it gets filmed. I no, mean, that's not the same thing. That's true. That's not the same thing either. Um, what else? What else is good that's happening? Oh, um, I uh, am excited. I'm going to get back on the road in <gasps> that's early 2014. Right. You're I'm, going on a tour. I'm doing a two-week West Coast tour in January from January 8th to January 21st. I'm so jealous. I want to go with, with you. Uh, with my, my, my beloved... Homeboys. Dear homeboys, Adam Warrock and Tribe One. Oh, uh, man. I so want to be it's there. It's all, all West Coast and a little <laughs> bit inward. Uh, you can get all the tour dates at, at shapeofthedarklord.com, adamwarrock.com, tribe1.net. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited about that because I could really stand to having spent most of this year in isolation in the same yeah. one-bedroom apartment. Uh, I'm excited to Get out there. Go to the West Coast where I haven't been in a while. Yeah. Um, do what you love. Do what I love. Yeah. Do it with, with friends who, like, inspire me. Yeah. And, and I like also that it's in January because, one, I get to escape January in New York for a couple weeks. <laughs> uh, and, two, um, maybe it'll just kind of help um, define my outlook yeah. on the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just incredibly excited. And that and South by Southwest and all the other uh, various I, things that I are am so jealous of this tour. I want to go with you. Um Little little side note, uh, we uh, uh, you and I were both at MC Frontalot's uh, apartment for his birthday party. For his fortieth birthday. For his fortieth birthday party, and uh, he was drinking a little bit, a lot. Yeah, he was. I saw. Uh, it. But I kind of put a bit of an earworm in his brain. Oh. And I said, uh, I would like to open for you. Oh. On the road. 
Oh. And that's exactly what he said. He went, oh. And it was that kind of, oh, like, you know, I, it's like, I get the sense that he never even considered it, but it was a good idea. But he was also probably drunk at the time. Um, did you, I mean, Lars was at the party. Did you pitch it to him too? No, I did not. Because Lars probably would have been like, hey, Lugo, let's talk about that. That sounds joyful. <laughs> Although, uh, I have, you know, I can text him. I can I can drunk text a lot of these nerdcore rappers, and I do. All right, settle down with I your can. name dropping. Um, what else? But well, that 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 would be a, that would be an exciting. Thing. Uh, there is a, a lovely lady in my life. Oh my goodness, there is a young, lovely young lady in your There's, life. I don't I don't want to out her because she's actually quite private, and I don't have permission to out her just yet. But if you're a friend of mine on the internet, you probably already figured it out. She is absolutely wonderful. Uh, she's a joy to be around. And she makes me very, very happy. Oh, yeah. congratulations, Nelson. Yeah, uh, we're we're still we're still in the dating phase. Yeah. You know, there isn't any any uh, there hasn't been a conversation of any kind of you know commitment or mutual exclusivity. Uh, but I'm certainly not seeing anyone. Yeah. And she's certainly not seeing anyone. I hope she doesn't listen to this. Uh, she probably does listen to this. Really? Yeah. Because your podcast is terrible, <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> It would be a deal breaker for me. My, if I started dating somebody and, and then just, they, were, they were like, I just this refer po- to this as my podcast. This has always been your podcast. No, this is our podcast, oh, no. sir. We're going to hot potato with this thing. <laughs> It'd be a deal breaker for me if I started dating somebody like, oh, I make a podcast. Really? You have 16 episodes? Let's take a listen. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the- she's uh, she's actually very interested in podcasting and she's she's gearing up for her own podcast pretty soon actually well great well tell you what the first time that you have to cancel an appearance on this show Uh if if you if the two of you continue to see each other yeah first time you have to cancel an appearance you're gonna bring her in she's gonna yeah she's filling oh she'll totally do it great she'll totally do it i mean you know and you'll probably get fired (laughs) you'll probably get replaced uh but she's she's absolutely fantastic well that's wonderful i'm uh, i'm i've only met her briefly but she seems just wonderful and i'm I'm very happy for you yeah so So congratulations so yeah so there are sunnier things on the horizon absolutely absolutely we can put this this one to bed yes we we can can put this old man to bed and then there will be a baby in a top hat and a sash (laughs) that'll be rapping and dating and magicking uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna you know do all kinds of stuff. I have I have ideas for you and me, uh, for this next year. Oh. Uh, crazy, stupid project ideas that I have in mind. That's all the only kind uh, that I do. Yeah, and uh, uh, hopefully you know we'll we'll have some fun. We'll make some money, and we'll talk about it on the podcast. You know, there's always more comic books to read. There's always new movies to watch, more nerdy television to consume. I have one more prediction for 2014. We are definitely going to send continued shoutouts. To Sea Muldrow. What up, Sea Muldrow? Oh, you thought we were going to go the whole time without a we shout out to our number one We almost made it listener. to the end of the podcast without dropping your name, Sea nope. Muldrow. Super fan, Sea Muldrow. Someday we got to get her as a guest on this show. Uh, she constantly sends you comic books. You know how many comic books she sent me? She doesn't constantly. She sent me comic books Zero. for my birthday. I had Zero comic books hey, she I had sent one me. birthday this year. So did I. I didn't get any comic books. Maybe she sent them and I didn't give them to you. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about this after the show? Well, yeah, so let's talk about it. See, Meldro, you have a whole nother year to make up your comic book uh, uh, sending. And also just come to New York and be a guest on our show. Yeah. Why don't you do it? Tell you what. See, Meldro, we are issuing a demand and or a request. Get your ass to New York because we are going to interview you, See, Meldro, if you make it here. 
Hey, did you get any emails, uh, questions or anything? For that? No, I put it out. Nobody emailed us. I put out the request for emails. Oh, nobody emailed so us. Nobody, wait, that means nobody's even listening to this episode. I highly doubt anyone is listening well, to then, this Well, then, ladies episode. and gentlemen. <clears throat> Buggers. Popeye podcast. That's how we're putting 2013 to bed. That's how we're doing it. Yep. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Oh wait 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 I'm such a drunk I forget everything Are you drunk now? Yeah okay uh we're not done yet Phil No we're gonna we're gonna edit this out No we're gonna leave it in Wait no serious oh come on well uh I have something for you ladies and wait you have what? I have something for you you have something for oh fuck you fuck you what did you just do I I wanna make sure can you can you hear this yeah, this makes great radio, by the way. That's wrapping paper on a present. Everybody knows what that sound is. Okay. Uh, wait, are you seriously giving me a gift right now? Yes, I'm giving you a, a, I'm giving you a Christmas present right now. Why? Seriously, why? It's because it's, ho- it's our end of the year. It's a holiday show. Okay. Why are you doing... Wow, this is heavy. This is a very big box. Yeah. Uh, it's got a child in it. <laughs> really? Okay, I'm. I don't really know what to say or do right now. Well, uh, uh, typically in our culture, yeah, uh, around a holiday, a gift is given. Right, but it's it's what the gift it's is is disguised Christmas. in paper. It's, so you tear the paper open yeah. and then you expose what the gift is inside. But my gift for you, I don't have my gift for you yet. It's it's still in transit. Don't care. All right, this is all right. Okay, so it's a very it's a point Sieta. What is? Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> you asshole! What? What? What you, is it? What is it, Nelson? Oh, fuck you! Fuck you! God damn it! Fuck! What is it? It's a unicycle. <laughs> you asshole! Yes, that's right. God damn you, Schaefer! Fucking fuck balls! I guess. You're going to have to come up with something else to ask for Santa for the rest of your life. God damn it. Because now you've got it. Merry Christmas, Nelson. <sighs> Thank you, Schaefer. I love you very much. I love you. Merry Christmas, Schaefer. Merry, Merry Christmas, Alfred. Uh, shit. I don't even know what to do now. Uh, this, do, the, do, the, do the outro. This has been... Uh, I don't even know what the outro is anymore. This it. has been the Epic Podcast, episode 16. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Ho, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to the Epic Podcast. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend rating and reviewing us on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com store, or directly donating to the network. Any sized contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com support to chip in. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. More episodes of the Epic Piecast, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes Store. 
And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. Hey, you guys. So two days after we recorded this episode, Nelson gave me the Christmas present that he said was in transit. And it was a samurai sword in a black and purple sheath, exactly like the one that I'm seen holding in illustrations from all of the promotional materials for my new album. And it was the best Christmas present I've ever received. So here's to a better 2014 for all of us. Take care. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hulu.